Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, about 13, 14 minutes usually, but that keeps us in God's Word, and that helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our spiritual life. It also helps prepare us to be able to deal with life every day from a more positive and spiritual perspective. So it's good for us to be in God's Word. But also, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So being in God's Word, even for that short period of time, every day, seven days a week, that helps us with our faith. Share these studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, or other technological means. You may help somebody change their life and even get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study. We're talking about how wonderful it is to be a Christian. And I really want us to think about this this particular study from that extremely positive perspective. How wonderful it is to be a Christian. I'm afraid a whole lot of people do not realize how wonderful it is to be a Christian. Truly wonderful. We think about how so many of us, we we are proud of, we, find, we think it's wonderful to possess certain unique identities, such as our family name, being a citizen of a particular nation or a state or a city, being an alumnus of a particular school, maybe high school or college, being a member of a particular company for which we've been working for maybe 15 or 20 years, or maybe having been a member of or maybe still being a member of a particular branch of military service. And the list could go on and on. And we think, you know, those are really special identities for us. We really are proud of those. We cherish them. Well, let me tell you, the most wonderful of all identities, the greatest of all identities, is to be a Christian. How wonderful it is to be a Christian. Now, right up front, we could say, yeah, because only by being a Christian Are we forgiven of our sins? Are we freed from the guilt of our sins? Again, Romans chapter 6, verses 6 and 7, the apostle Paul wrote, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away, that we should no longer be slaves of sin, for he who has died has been freed from sin. Paul's saying when we're baptized into Christ, and that's when our sins are washed away, Acts chapter 22 and verse 16 says, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. And so Paul is saying here in Romans 6, 6 and 7, when we're we're baptized into Christ, we, we become a Christian and our sins are forgiven, cleansed completely. As we closed last time, I posed to you, and we, probably every single one of us have felt this way to some degree at some time in our life, maybe more than once. Maybe some of us have carried this particular weight around on our shoulders for a long time, for many years. Have you done something that for which you really have felt guilty? You really have felt bad that you did that, that you were involved in that, and you've carried around that weight of guilt like an anvil on your shoulder for however long it's been, maybe years, maybe years and years, when we are baptized into Christ, that guilt, that sin has been forgiven. We've been freed from that guilt. Now, maybe we might need to still go back and tell somebody, I'm sorry, 
you know, try to make it right with them on a personal basis. But, but in God's eyes, we're forgiven. No more guilt. But salvation. And of course, forgiveness is necessary for salvation. When Jesus was here in his public ministry on this earth, identifying himself as the Savior, as God the Son. In John chapter 3 and verse 16, he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. Boy, we cling to life, don't we? We keep hearing all of the, the infomercials, and we keep you know, being exposed to all of these new products. They're coming out, and they're going to improve your life, and they're going to give you a longevity of life and so on. And all of these, these uh, seminars that are going to help you and all of these new medications that are going to help you and so on, it goes on and on. And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of that, but as good as those products might be, as much improvement as they might contribute to our physical lives, we're still going to die physically unless the Lord comes again first. But God sent Jesus into this world so that we could become a Christian and have confidence of eternal life. Peter stated in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, speaking of Jesus, nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. In Jesus, we have not just forgiveness, but we have salvation, eternal life. Now, part of being a Christian, how wonderful it is to be a Christian, we can talk to God every single day and throughout the day, as often as we want, as much as we want. And that's called prayer. God blesses the faithful Christian with prayer, a hotline all the way to the throne room in heaven. It's always an open line. God's always in. He always hears. And you know what? He cares about his family, his spiritual family. He cares about Christians. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, the apostle Paul wrote, speaking of God, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Do you have a great need in your life? I mean a great need in your life. Something that, again, seems to be a burden and you're, you're trying to deal with it, but you, you can't seem to be able to, to fix it, whatever it is. God is all-powerful. He can do things beyond what you can even imagine. Now, sometimes he simply shows us the way to get through whatever it is that seems to be so overbearing at the moment. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. Ephesians 3 and verse 20. Prayer? Prayer is how we petition God for those needs. How we, we talk to him about, I'm struggling here. I need this. I don't know what the answer is to this particular problem. Please help me. Please give me the answer. Prayer. That's our hotline to God. 
James chapter 5 and verse 16, James wrote, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much, or another translation says the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man has great power in its effects, not because of some inherent power within us, but because of the power within him to whom we pray those prayers. God, there's nothing impossible for God. All things are possible for God. Luke 1 and verse 37, prayer is our hotline to the creator. He who created the heavens and the earth. Now, being a member of the body of Christ. And what is the body of Christ? It's the church. Being a member of the body of Christ, the church, what a blessing. How sad it is that so many people, they're so disdainful about church membership, quote unquote. Being a part of a church. Well, I'm not suggesting that all churches are okay that any church is the same as any other church. That's not true. We've got to be a part of the church that Jesus established upon this earth. We've got to be that church that we read about in the Bible. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. And we really strive to be that church, a part of that church at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. But what I'm saying is so many people, they think, I don't need the church. They got hypocrites in that church. Yeah, they're human beings. Some of them are hypocrites, at least in moment, at moments in time. But let me tell you, you stay outside the church in the world, you're surrounded by hypocrites all the time. So your line of reasoning makes no logical sense. People think, I, I, can, I can be just as faithful in a bass boat on a lake as I can be sitting in a pew in a church building. You keep believing that. That's the devil talking. He's just moving your lips. He's convinced you of something that is absolutely false. Being a part of the church that Jesus died on that cross to establish is an incredible blessing, an incredible blessing. Now, you talk about, again, we talked about salvation, forgiveness. Where, where do we end up when we truly come into salvation in Jesus Christ? In Acts chapter 2 and verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. All of the saved, the Lord adds to his church. There are no saved outside of the church. It's wonderful to be a Christian, and part of that wonderfulness is being a part of of the church that Jesus established on this earth. And you see, there's a very personal relationship and identity with our Lord and Savior himself when we become a member of his church. Because Colossians 1 and verse 18 says, he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. You see, you don't think you need to be a member of the church? The Lord's church, the church, the true church is the Lord's body. 
And as we're baptized into Christ, Romans 6 and verse 3, he adds us to his body, his church. And we have that extremely personal, close relationship with our Lord by virtue of being in his church. My, what a blessing. How wonderful it is to be a Christian. How wonderful. And the devil has pulled the wool over the eyes of so many people that they do not see how wonderful it is to be a Christian, to bear that special spiritual identity. Now, specifically, what we mean to each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, we've talked about to a great extent already, but I want us to look further and deeper into this as we continue in this study. Let's pray. Father, thank you for sending your son to this earth to die on that cross so that we can be forgiven of our sins, so that we can be saved, and dying on that cross, establishing his church, his body upon this earth, and blessing us as we come to him in baptism that we can be a part of his body, his church on this earth. Oh, help us to hold that identity precious. Please be merciful with us. Please help us. Please forgive us. Please hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.